The Monday Rewind. Welcome along to News Talks Rewind podcast. I'm Raf Giallo sitting in for Oshin Langan. You can get in touch on Twitter at Oshin Langan or at Raf Tastico. The Olympics have come to an end, but the GAA season and the Premier League go on. Uh, Mayo v Tipperary's All Ireland semi final was the big fixture in GAA, so let's hear from the Mayo side, who won, but not entirely convincingly. Here's manager Stephen Rochford, and after that, Aidan O'Shea, who are both speaking to Oshin. Stephen Rochford, Mayo manager, congratulations on the win. That was one hell of a battle. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I think part for our own doing, really. You know, that third quarter would have, would be quite disappointing in, in in the manner in which we we should really have kicked on and kicking the ball into Cody's hands. I think twice missed missed a relatively easy chance there with Jason, missed a free, and like um, look looking to maybe what the you know what will be in front of us in four weeks' time. Uh, that sort of level of execution just wouldn't be good enough. I'm sure you're glad that you got there, but. Some of the things you just pointed out, um, you know, it's worrying that that's still happening in an All Ireland semi final. Yeah, but we're the only team that, that can address it. We're the only team in the All Ireland final, so it's it's not particularly worrying. Um, be, bigger bigger worry if if I'm talking like this after the All Ireland final. So, um, you know. What, what, what always is, is the situation here is that you're creating enough chances uh, and I thought we did that well but yeah certainly our execution needs to needs to improve it needs to improve the first half we had a couple of poor wides but again you're, you're hitting 15 16 scores a game uh, and most times that'll give you a really good chance of winning the game one three in the second half what do you put that down to was it a case of that you were maybe a bit wasteful the tip were good how do you how do you kind of analyze that in your head yeah well like you know from from, from my position now and again you haven't re- reviewed the game in depth I don't think Tipperary necessarily did anything majorly different um, but we were just we were just wasteful in, in, in some of our possessions um, didn't didn't kick into the same stride that we had um, that we had uh, in the in the in the second quarter of the of the game and um, you know maybe we, we um, started holding on to the ball a little bit in, 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 from a possession point of view instead of looking for, 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 for the ball inside and making it stick and, uh, and getting the shots off but look um, I thought from, from uh, on the more positive side uh, Tipperary um, had scored a goal in every game this year first team to, 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 to keep them scoreless on that and I think we, you know the way the game was going without scoring a goal uh, I thought we were in well control of the game Barry Moran was your sweeper today I know you're probably thinking the media are obsessed with having a game of guess the sweeper for Mayo but Tip didn't kind of kick it in long do you think that was because Barry was in there there was no point in doing it maybe um, you know um I think what we had seen in, 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 in it. Was that your thinking behind it, though? Yeah, it certainly was. Like, I mean, um, you know, you've got Mike Quinlan there and Connor Sweeney, all good six foot plus uh, guys and very, very capable footballers. So, I mean, I think um, what, what we looked to do was try and. Um, Cut that off, not necessarily at source, but but try and reduce the options of of, of what was available there. And um, I think Barry did that quite well. There was a couple of balls that were that were fetched in there um, in the second half. And um, look, it's 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 what we we felt was needed for today, and um, maybe something different. Uh, looking at four weeks ahead. Finally, for me, you haven't been a cha- you haven't been afraid to change it up tactically and try a few different things. How important is that going into the final? The fact that maybe the guys will stay interested because they don't know maybe what's coming and the opposition 
won't know what's coming. Yeah, well, I mean, we're in all Ireland final, so uh, keeping their interest levels and and keeping them hungry. Um, but does it change things point. up in training? Does it does it kind of add something to training? Oh well, like I mean, it, it's a competitive group. I think we've used 27 players in in, in 28 players maybe in the championship this year. So, um, you know, you know, everybody will be hungry to to be part of that 21 that will play in the all Ireland final, and you know, there'll be there'll be a good number. They'll be eager to be involved in the 26. Um, this club championship uh, next week in Mayo, so um, we'll have a, a mixed week this week. And um, you know, by the time we 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 pull uh, together on Tuesday week with um, a view to really nailing down our championship preparation, we'll we'll know who we're playing, and I suppose it'll take a different context then. Well done today, Stephen. In no shade of Mayo. That's a battle and a half that you've come through today, but you've beaten Tipperary two thirteen to fourteen points in the All Ireland semi final. Yeah. Um yeah, we're just uh, just delighted to get the result. Um, you know, uh, we've been in semi-finals, epic games over the last couple of years, and been on the wrong side and been sitting watching the All Ireland final. And um, today we just spoke about making sure we were on the right side of the result, regardless of, of, of the performance, etc. And we and we did that. So look, we're, we're happy, but um, obviously we didn't we didn't perform to our to our best. No no doubt about that. And uh, we've huge things to work on going forward. But uh, as you said, we're into the All Ireland final and we're very happy. You looked a lot more comfortable after you got the goal in the 27th minute of the first half. What was it about Tip that kind of upset year? them or surprised you maybe in that first half? I think with ourselves, to be honest with you, we, we, we created opportunities, but we were a bit rushed, maybe a bit, a bit anxious to get going, uh, forcing a few shots, um, forcing passes that maybe weren't on, and we were giving them huge uh, huge opportunity on the counter-attack, um, and you know, they're very comfortable with ball in, ball in hand, and, and they moved the ball well up the field, so you know, I think our, our first 15 minutes was as much as much down to us and our, and our errors and our, our wides that um, put ourselves into that position where we needed to really kind of open the legs at the 15 minutes into half-time. And just one three in the second half, and the goal, while it was well taken, had a strong a look about it. Is that a worry? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we won't be happy with the second half performance at all. Um, the fact that we only scored one three and kept them out, I suppose, and won the game, we'd be happy. But look, we didn't. We didn't really perform in the second half at all. Um, and things we have to look at. You know, we just, um, you know, they probably went uh, a bit more offensive in the second half, and we didn't probably respond uh, as well as we should have. So look, huge things to work on. We look forward to watching the game next week and uh, and getting our detail ready for whoever comes through. What about yourself? You came out to win an awful lot of ball, kind of in or around the middle, in or around the half forward line. What was the instruction today? Um, you know, look. I suppose it just depends on what's what's required. Um, today, you know, we didn't we didn't feel the ball coming in as much as as maybe the Tyrone game, or, and you know maybe we were struggling to get a strong a, a stranglehold on the middle, and so I just floated out around uh, wherever it was needed, and um, thankfully picked up a bit of ball when it was uh, needed most. And finally, for me, the fact that you set up a lot differently today, we'll say as compared to the Tyrone game, maybe maybe other games, does that show that Yar? tactically adaptable and maybe we shouldn't just brand teams with one particular brand and that's it because you've kind of changed it up Stephen has thrown a couple of different things at teams Yeah look you've got you've got to respect the opposition and what they're going to bring to the table and today I suppose you know we've looked at Tipperary and seen what the two boys inside have done over the summer and they've been very very good so we've um, we've had to we've had to change tack a little bit but you, you can't go in with the with the same same game plan every day there has to be a little bit of a curveball here and there so um, you know it worked again today and it worked a lot against Rowan so um, look we just as I said we'll wait and see who comes through the next round and, and see what we have to do Aidan best of luck in the final alright that was Aidan O'Shea and before that Stephen Rochford um, so how about Tip as their All-Ireland adventure comes to an end first up it's manager Liam Carnes and then midfielder Peter Atchison Liam Carnes Tipperary manager um, I'm sure you're very disappointed but I'm sure you're also very proud yeah that'll be about it I'd say very disappointed and, and uh, very proud of the effort of the players especially in the second half I thought they put in a massive effort and um, they've played football the way football should be played and uh, they went down like men and, uh, and that's all a manager can, any manager can ask for 
couple of controversial decisions which really did cost you. Robbie Kiley got a black card about nine minutes in and then Bill Maher got sent off for an off-the-ball incident when, even though Mayo had just got a goal, you were still in it. Yeah, um, I, I think um, maybe the depth of our resources caught up on us today. We picked up two injuries to, to two backs and uh, we lost Robbie to a black card and all of those were severe setbacks and um, I think we were a bit disorganised for the last ten minutes of the first half and they scored 1-7 and that was the winning and losing of the game really even though we reorganised and sorted it out at half time came back within two points of them three points of them and um, we're really bringing the game to them and uh, then as you say we, we, we lost um, and the other thing then you know the second goal for Mayo he was going for a point he slipped and it ends up at the feet of one guy inside our defence and he pulls on the soccer style into the corner of the net you know, when things like that happen, it's just not your day, and you got to accept that. And fair play to Mayo. You know, they, maybe they're finally getting the rub of the green, and maybe it'll take them all the way to an All Ireland. Um, this this All Ireland that everybody would like to see them win, and I, I hope it does. How big a loss was Robbie? Because the theory might be that Keith wouldn't have got as far as he did, and wouldn't have been able to pop off the pass to Doherty for that goal if Robbie Kiley was still on that pitch. Yeah, he's, he's a big loss because he's an important player for us. And, and those six have played together all year. And, um, you know, we've been very fortunate to get the same 15 on the field for five games in a row. But, yeah, you'd always be afraid that it'd have to catch up with us at some stage. And it did catch up with us today. And, and that's the reality of it. Towards the end of the first half, is that where maybe some of the inexperience was shown that maybe you could have all funneled back and just stopped them building up a lead which they did just before half time with that run they were leading by six at the break and most of those scores came at the end of the half yeah um, yeah possibly uh, we got we got a little bit overrun in the middle third for the only time in the game we they took a, really took control of the middle third and uh, then we came out in the second half and took it back and we, we bossed them for, for most of the 20 minutes of the second half there they couldn't get it past the halfway line but we didn't get the, the amount of scores that they got they got 1-7 and um, I suppose that yeah the experience team they knew when their opportunity was there and they took it and, and that's that's why they won the match do you think this team has left a mark on football because as you said and I've seen you an awful lot this year you play it the way it's supposed to be played at times today it was a wonderful spectacle watching two teams just go at it yeah well I look I hope I hope they, that is the case um, it's not for me to say I let others judge that we've got a lot of uh, credit for what we've done um, this year and um, I think the players deserve all of the credit that they get and uh, I hope I hope um, they they've been recognised for it and um, hopefully they can build on this and Mayo paid a bit of a compliment as well playing Barry Moore in a sweeper because they wanted to cut off any high ball threat which he have yeah, well, I, I think um, Kerry took us very seriously, Mayo took us very seriously, and I suppose that's the compliment. Um, you know, we're a Division Three team, and nobody rated us before this year. So um, to have Kerry playing a sweeper against us in Killarney, and to have Barry Moran, as you say, playing sweeper today, says an awful lot about my players, in fairness. Do you think during the winter that the squad will be strengthened again? Maybe guys might come back to you, or... Is that something you're thinking about right now? I would hope so. Um, and I mean, look, it's 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 over to Tipperary Football now and the Tipperary County Board to build on this uh, strong foundation which has been put in place this year. You know, you really have to make it stronger and it's incumbent on everybody to ensure that uh, Tipperary are back in Munster Finals and back in the last eight of the All-Ireland and in Crow Park um, in the next two to three years again. You know. Liam, hard luck today, but well done on a fantastic season. Thanks very much. Peter Atchison, the point I put to your manager, Liam Kearns, is that uh, Tip no doubt are disappointed, but absolutely no doubt are proud. Yeah, um, I think the supporters can be proud of us, right? And we can probably be proud of each other too, but um, it's hard to see that right now. But look, we'll probably sit down on Tuesday, Wednesday at home and probably look back at the year and have to be happy with it, really. The last four in Ireland, no one expected that, not even ourselves, to be honest. 
until after we bet Cork maybe we kind of get got the belief then but um, the other core players were a bit sore now and uh, upset obviously but the future is bright yeah. I know a lot of people will say look well done great year you've outdone yourselves but for you are you looking and saying well you know what that's a, that's a game we could have won yeah definitely um, I think there's a few of the older lads on the team there now uh, young lads might, might think this might happen every year but we're wiser than that it's going to be very tough to get back to this position again hopefully we can like, but um, I think this was our chance to get into a final and I think it's, well, it's a bit upsetting that we didn't get there but look it's, uh, it's brilliant to get there at the same place and uh, best luck to Mayo on the final the two goals killed you yeah definitely um, we're the better team in the first 15-20 minutes they were 6-3 up and we're, we should be more to be honest got the goal and they dominated for the rest of that half came out in the second half again and we dominated again for 15 minutes got it back to two points and then they got a goal again killed us um, I think a few decisions I'm not, not sure now it's on the field so it's hard to say but uh, I didn't see the red card the red card was a bit soft and I think Robbie Coyley's black card was a bit soft as well could have been yellow maybe and uh, unfortunately we can't lose the calibre of players like them at, uh, at that stage in the game So, Are these the kind of decisions that maybe go against it that don't go against quote unquote bigger teams because that's a theory that is floating around I've heard people say that after the game so you know what I want to put it to you you were out there you are out there regularly Yeah maybe um, look I can't really comment on that today because I haven't seen it back but from what I hear they were both harsh enough especially Robbie Kiley's one I think uh, a yellow card would have been grand 8 minutes gone in the game don't think they ever give black cards that early either uh, yeah, look, would they, would they have uh, given a black card to the Mayo lads? Maybe, maybe not. Look, it's hard to, hard to say. David's a brilliant ref, in fairness to him. He's, he, he obviously says it as he sees it. I don't think he preferences any team, so it's, look, it's, hard, it's a hard one to call. And to be fair, you're right, David Coldrick is a really good ref. All the same, the first goal, you'd be disappointed with how that was conceded because Higgins ran straight down the middle. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I have to see it back, but I think the two lads thought that with the same man I thought uh, that someone else was going on Higgins maybe that's a split seconds really and another day someone would have stopped Higgins coming through but look that's football and that's why we all know it six points the break or six points was the gap at the break you miss an awful lot of chances in the first half is that down to an experience nervous pressure put on by Mayo what's it down to yeah it's, I'd probably have to say pressure put on Mayo and Ferris um, they're, they've given up in their levels every game this year and uh, they stepped up again today uh, they were brilliant Ferris to them um, there's some serious players there and to be honest I hope they go on and win it and towards the end of the game you were still in there and then they get a really lucky second goal well taken but a lot of luck in the build up yeah um, brilliant finish by Young O'Shea but um, uh, I think um, whoever hit the shot slipped and it kind of dribbled into him and uh, O'Shea finished a brilliant fairness but could easily went out full back and we could have went up and got a point it would be a one point game then just like small margins very, very very small margins how do you ensure the tip are set up to do this again next year? Um, well, the right men are in charge, first of all, anyway, and uh, hopefully that continues well. I presume, I presume we'll in, in the in the long haul, I think. And uh, look, we get a brilliant backing from the Friends of Tipperary football, and look, we're after getting, I'd say, our supporters after a month of playing by about 20, so hopefully they come out the first, uh, first round of the championship next year and support us. But look, even if they don't, uh, we all do it for each other the 30 men in there. We, we had a little huddle beforehand, we just said, uh, look, we'll do it for everyone here, but for ourselves, importantly, so. Hopefully from December on uh, the lads will drive on. I'm actually going away abroad, uh, travelling for a while. Um, so, but I've, I've no doubt there's plenty of leaders there and young lads coming through. There's been no fear of them.
Are you going to miss all of next year or just some of it? Yeah, next year at least, and uh, maybe uh, foreseeable future. Myself and the girlfriend are going to Dubai. Supposed to be gone two years ago, but uh, I was convinced twice to stay back. I'm glad I did now, in fairness. But um, look, I think. Uh, Have you convinced three times? I don't, I don't think so. No, I think I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be single if uh, single if I do that. But look, I'm only 26, so even if I'm gone for a year or two, uh, I might, I might take the boots back out at some stage, maybe. I mean, you had a great year. Was that? one of the driving factors that you knew you weren't going to be here next year? Yeah, maybe. Um, I suppose I was given the captaincy too, so that maybe that uh, gave me more more leadership and I kind of feel like I had to get the ball more and stuff like that. Um, I was pushed up from centre-back to midfield, which I enjoyed. I could get forward a bit more without, uh, without leaving the lads um, on their own in defence. I wasn't too happy about today, you know, to be honest. I actually broke my hand during the week, so uh, I was playing with a, and a heavy enough injection, but... I wasn't, I, think, um, I wasn't quite happy with my performance today, but look, uh, the lads were brilliant today, and it's just a pity we couldn't do it. How important is it that a young man like yourself, you're only 26, can make that decision to get away from it for a while? Because I suppose people forget that GA players are young guys. They need to experience what we all need to experience. I mean, look at Jack McCaffrey and Rory O'Carroll from, from Dublin, to name just two, Johnny Glynn from Galway. Yeah, look, there's no... There's no fault from anyone, but I think you're pulling, you're, you're getting pulled at constantly uh, in county football. You go back then, like club, we're playing club championship now in three days' time. Like three days, three days Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know why they can't play play that the weekend, but I presume it's there's a reason behind it. But like we can enjoy tonight, maybe. Well, not enjoy tonight, but go for a few drinks tonight. But no one can go for a few tomorrow and you know, have a bit of crack with the team. That's we, we trained together for nearly eight or nine months now, and it'd be nice to have a, a day or two together. But we'll all have to go our own ways now. Probably go training tomorrow night or Tuesday night with the club, like so. Just stuff like that can. Um, you can kind of, I don't know, you can kind of push it, push you out of it, really. Look, I love playing football and I love playing for Tip, but um, playing seven years now, and if I don't go now, I can't, I can't go travelling when I'm 33 years of age or 34 years of age, so look, if I don't go now, I'll never go. It's just a pity that this is when Tip are driving on. It's a pity we didn't do it seven years ago, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy out that I was, I was part of it, and I've no doubt the lads in that dressing room inside will drive on even more. Do you think you're actually elongating your county career by going next season? Maybe, yeah. Um, if I'm gone for two or three years, then I come back. It'll depend who's who's in charge and how they're going. Because 29 or 30 years of age, you want to be working every day and go up Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, join maybe you're starting a new life with your family or a family too. So look, that you'll have to you'll have to sit down and think about it. Maybe would the decision be easier or harder if Tip? If you knew that you were going to be contesting All Irelands every year, oh, that's that's obviously going to help um, massively. Um, that's just you can't really. I don't know. Well, I look, I, even the years that we didn't do so well, I still love playing for Tip. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, it probably would help if you knew we were going to be in the same final every year. You nearly have to play, wouldn't you? Are you set up to do it again next season? Do you think? Because we saw in the past teams having these kind of one-off runs for Man 04, Wexford 08. Yeah, um, look, they're two serious teams, but. Uh, I think um, this team is very young and we have a lot of winners in our team from underage, 21s and minors. And uh, I think, yeah, I think we can definitely compete. No, no one's going to take us as lightly as it. We're all as underdogs, like, but I don't think we'll get that tag next year. Not as much anyway. So, um, look, it'll be, it'll be to start with the league, try to get to Division 2 because you have to be in Division 1 or 2 to be competing against the likes of Mayo and Kerry and Galway, Dublin, everyone. So we'll try to get Division 2 hopefully and then uh, the first round of the championship. I think it's a month or semi we're in. So it'd be nice to get, if you get back into provincial final or the last 12 straight away. So only a game or two then after that. So you never know. Just before I let you go, I'll say two things. One, Jason Ryan won't forgive me because Wexford should have beaten Dublin in a Leinster final. I think the year or the year after that, so there wasn't a one-off run. The second is, 
you run out onto Crow Park today, 54,000 people there. Yes, mainly Mayo, but a massive, massive support from Tip. Was that surreal? Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, look, you try to try to block that out of their or else you get to you like, but uh, it's hard not to hear them in fairness. They were nearly as loud as the Mayo crowd in fairness, and they were probably outnumbered by five or six to one. Um, I just want to thank everyone that came because we're used to having such small support, but um, we're an absolute. They're getting behind us big time now, and it's great to see. Listen, it's been a pleasure to watch this team this year and the last couple of years. I've watched you build, I've watched you play, and you're an absolute pleasure to watch. Peter, well done. Cheers, thanks very much. So Mayo advanced to the final where they will meet one of Kerry or Dublin. In the under-21 hurling championship, Waterford and Galway are into the final after beating Antrim and Dublin respectively. Ushin was at the game and Dublin manager Joe Fortune didn't hide his frustration at not getting past Galway. Joe Fortune, Dublin under-21 manager. Have you maybe lost one you should have won? Yeah, look, you know, it's the scoreline has it now that as Galway's winners, and I think you know we had opportunities Oshin, to to win it in that in uh, the first half. I thought you know at times like we we were a little bit wasteful with ball, and you know we didn't really take the scores when we could have, and we only went in three points up, and I thought Galway oh, would come back at us, and they did, and we seemed to weather that storm. You know, we had three or four chances at the end of the of the second half, I think, to win it. Um, again, you know, we regrouped after extra time, and I thought that we really. We weathered that storm in the first half of it as well, you know. But God, you know, we have to give credit where credit's due. You know, they they won that dirty ball, they won the broken ball, they they come out ball with it in, in their half back line there in the, in the second half that just just cleaned our half forward line out. You know, is it frustrating because you had the chances to win it, you missed half of your scoring chances in normal time. Yeah, look, when you look at the stats, like, and you know, we would have it's something we would have I suppose looked at this year as well a lot, but yeah. We had the opportunities, Oshin, to win it, and when you have those opportunities, you have to take them. And I think that, I suppose, being in that dressing room there now, like there's just devastation in there because they realise that until Dublin get to that next level, until they push on and win games like that, you know, it's that's where it has to happen, you know. And I just feel for the lads because they put a massive effort in this year. But you know yourself as a sportsman, when you get the opportunities, you have to take them, and we just didn't take them tonight. Why do you think that was? But you know, you know, you could look at there's there's lots of different things. You could look at the six week gap. But like you know, we never started games like Galway haven't had a game you know up to now anyway. But like we thought we did things right. We thought the lads were fresh. You know, during the week there they were just bouncing off the ground, ready to go. Um, like it's not as if we haven't done a shooting drill and training. You know, um, but oh, you know, I, I'd have to sit down and watch it. I, it's it's the standard of forward that we have didn't necessarily perform to the type of standard of player we have, if that makes sense. Like, you know, we had three or four very dangerous forwards inside that didn't, did they get the right ball? You know, did they win their own ball? Did they take their, I'd have to look at it, but for me, like, as a unit, they had chances to win it and we just, we just didn't. It can be difficult because Galway are by far and away the most dogged opposition that you've come up against, I'd say, this year. They were probably breathing down the necks, getting in the faces, defending hard, defending, you know, defending fiercely that's not something you'd really face this year for a full 60 minutes or 80 as it was tonight I think we probably brought that to the other teams like we brought that to Wexford Park and I thought we were very aggressive and, and dogged in our tackling in Wexford Park and I suppose look we knew what Galway were going to throw at us but I just didn't think that we, we seemed to get that rub like, you know, was, there were moves happening and it just didn't seem that we got that rub of green like there was twice or three times that we got inside and that final pass just didn't happen and do you know you can't prepare for that like you can coach the lads as much as you want and you can manage them as much as we can but I don't know what it is. Galway, like, are a good side, um, but we would have loved the opportunity, you know, in three weeks' time to play in an Ireland final. It's, it's just, I think it's more reflecting on us, Sushin, that we didn't perform on the night. And I think when you don't perform, we've seen it during the year with, with, with various teams. We've seen it during the week in, in Olympics. We've seen it. When you don't perform, you don't win. And that's the reality. And the weather was terrible tonight. Granted, that was for both teams, but it does make it a lottery. It does 
make it more difficult for, we'll say, the more skillful team. And with the greatest respect to Galway, I would say that's ye. Yeah, yeah. Look, I suppose maybe six or seven people walking off the field said, you know, it was the night, it was the weather, it was the grass, it was the sliding, it was the rain. It was the same for both. I think, you know, Galway, you're right, we're dogged and we're tough and physical. And maybe on a dry day it might have been different. But maybe on a dry day, you know, they would have got more out of, of Conor Whelan or whatever. You know, it's, it's on a, I suppose on a night like tonight, Oshin, it's hard to reflect on what went wrong, but only for we didn't perform like we can. And when you don't perform, you just you don't get that result. I suppose looking at the overall picture. Dublin annexed the Leinster titles at minor and under 21. So it is on an upward curve. Is it enough anymore though? You know, for me, like, you know, we had a minor team in 2007, I suppose a lot of the team backbone, the, the senior team now, like, you know, you'd hope that this group now will push on um, as well from the minor team that, ha- we ha- that Johnny had this year too. There's, there's so many derivatives that, that, that stop you getting to that next level and unless those lads take it by the scruff of the neck now over the next while, it's, you know, they need to push that on and we need to see the Peter Kellys and Sean Tracys or John... David Tracy's not coming out of that team too, like they would have come out of the last team. So, it's you know it is about making sure that we provide players for a Dublin senior team as well. Um, but it would have been this group was special. And I think you know they had a chance tonight to get to a final. Hard luck tonight, Joe. Thanks. All right, that was Dublin under twenty one hurling manager Joe Fortune. So thoughts on to the Premier League where Liverpool lost two 0 to Burnley. Manchester United beat Southampton by the same margin, and Arsenal and Leicester could only manage a draw. Um, Ex-Chelsea and Ireland fullback Paddy Mulligan joined me to review some of the action. Paddy Mulligan is on the line. Um, we've had a full weekend of Premier League football. It's not over yet. There's still some Monday night games. But uh, we'll just chat about the games that have actually happened. Your old friends Liverpool, um, they... You oh, know, they, they did what they're very good at. Yeah. <laughs> Inconsistency. Oh, they're, they're, they're absolutely, absolutely brilliant at that. And they're also... Um, I mean, I, I don't expect uh, Klopp to, to get a winning team to, to to be challenging to to win a Premier League or anything like that at this at this particular juncture. But what I do expect is a team that he said that, that he sends out to be able to defend correctly, which I don't think is too big of an ask. But this was absolutely quite pathetic yesterday, and, and in in the past number of years, maybe six, seven, eight years, they just they just haven't learned to defend on the on the Rogers who are woeful, and now on the club they're they're just as bad. That's five goals in in, in two games, and they should be closing out games. I mean, they started off at that, uh, in the very first minute yesterday. And when you give up a team like Barnley, who play a, a very straight 4-4-2, and they did very, very well, Barnley, and they played, they played to the strength. Sean Dyche has, has, has them playing very, very well. And, and uh, you, just, you just can't do stuff like that. Um, yeah. You've got two central defenders who are poles apart. You've got, you've got Milner playing at left-back, who's not a left-back. And Barnley knew that, and they let him have the ball all day long, but he did nothing, he did nothing constructive with it. Yeah. Because he can't, for a professional footballer, he can't use his left foot. Unbelievably. He's coming back in as right off, man, which, is, which is quite remarkable in this day and age. So I, I, I just wonder what, what, what's going on. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be a great lover of Moreno, but he probably would have been better off playing Moreno uh, yesterday because Burnley don't really play with anybody wise. So they could, they, he, Moreno might, might just have gotten away with it yesterday. At least Moreno would be bombing forward and at least the ball would be coming in from, from a natural position. Now, yeah. Moreno can pass the ball correctly, that's the, that, that's the next question that, you have to, that we have to ask. But certainly, Mr. Klopp has an awful lot of work to, to go and do and, 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 uh, on, on, on this, unless he gets this uh, situation straightened out. To me, he, need, he still needs central defenders. He still needs somebody in the midfield, and he most definitely needs somebody up front. Yeah. Looking at three to four players that he still needs, and hopefully he sees it in the same way. Yeah, but what does it say about Liverpool? I suppose since Klopp has been there, they have had some 
you know, impressive victories, particularly away from home against some of the bigger teams. But then yeah. they they seem to, and this seems to be a pattern over a few years and anyway. And the inconsistencies. You, yeah, that, even before Klopp. That, that, yeah. that, that, that would, would annoy Liverpool fans. Uh, it, 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 it's Coutinho not showing up yesterday. It's Firmino not showing up yesterday. I mean, it, it's Ladan again not showing up. Yeah, and they will be obviously pleased to see Manchester United doing well, I'd imagine. Oh, it's, uh, it's, two wins. And yeah. what did you make of Pogba's um, first game? I know a lot of pundits were kind of raving about aspects of it and obviously they know he's going to probably improve on that first performance. But uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I, I think, I think it, was, it was very, very mixed. You know, he, on, on occasion, he, 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 gave the ball, he gave the ball away a lot. He wasn't getting the, he wasn't getting the tackles in. He wasn't getting... Forward, the one one chance that he had near the end of the game when he got forward, he he he, he miscued the ball horrendously, and there was no there was no absolutely no need, there was absolutely no composure shown there. But I mean, he he, I I'm 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 still I'm still a skeptical about Paul Pogba. I'll I'll I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I until I see him really producing in the, in the Premier League, and not just over this season, over a number of seasons. Because if you pay eighty nine million for somebody. He's got to produce every game. He's got to produce every season. Yeah, uh, for me, actually, said, if I was a man, and yeah. if I was a man who paid eighty nine million, I want miracles from him every week because that's how good that's how good you must be rating him. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, it, it was it was a mix. It was a mix. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and uh, also there's Arsenal Leicester, which I think was a good point for both teams. From Arsenal's point of view, it was good to see Koscielny playing and actually shoring up the defense a little bit. Um, Couple of penalty shouts for Leicester, though. Um, yeah, Leicester certainly should have had one penalty for sure. No, no, uh, no, no question about that. And I, I really don't know what the referee was thinking about. But look, they didn't, they didn't get it, and that's it. And Leicester probably would have, uh, maybe still should have won the game. But where I thought it was slightly better than than, than uh, what Aston did, and uh, that wouldn't have been too bad. But it was good. It was good for for Leicester to, to bounce back from their two one defeat at uh, all the previous week, and and. Aston are just still, still the same old Aston. I mean, they'll probably, they'll probably get into a swing of things maybe in, in October, November. But he, 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 if he's waiting for that to happen, then he could be waiting a long time for the simple reason that they may be totally out of the race by then. Yeah, and I suppose finally, uh, Chelsea did spend a little bit, uh, Michi Bacuawi being one, and then also N'Golo Kante. Um, they've won both of their games, both quite late on. Um, have you been like? What issues do you kind of see in their team at the moment that still needs a bit of improving? Well, they they certainly again they certainly need uh, uh, one or two players in midfield. There's no doubt about that. And also they they need to get cover for Costa up front. So I mean everybody are probably chasing everybody is probably chasing the same type of player, and it's only that one type of player available to them. So it's 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 the winner take all because you don't know you don't know what Costa. I mean Costa should have walked last Monday night against West Ham. I mean, for that late, late, late tackle on, on, on the goalkeeper, that, that was a, that was a joke. And yesterday again, he, he could have walked against Watford. So he's 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 a player who, who plays on the edge and lives very much on the edge. But he's a player that you want you would want to have on your team because he he gets goals for you, as as was as proven against West Ham and again uh, against Watford uh, yesterday. Goals in the last in the last few minutes that, that, that only he would he would go and get. So I think Chelsea overall will be will be uh, will be okay. I think there's a there's a there's a bit of a uh, there's a bit more happiness there now at, at this moment in time. But you don't want you don't want the likes of Hazard getting moody, getting moody. Or you don't want uh, Fabregas getting moody either. And, and uh, if you keep, but it's a difficult thing to do. If you can keep everybody happy at, at Chelsea Football Club, they're, they're probably in for for a, for a half decent season. 
Yeah, uh, their fans will be happy with that, particularly after what happened last season. Uh, Paddy Mulligan, thanks for joining me. Not at all. Pleasure indeed, Ralph. All right, that was ex-Ireland fullback Paddy Mulligan, and that's it for this week's Rewind. Thanks for listening in. The Monday Rewind.